This is the John Oakley Show podcast. As we've seen a spate of shootings in the city over the uh, long holiday weekend and the week that was where I was away. And to that end, you know, uh, there are differing points of view. And we've got uh, the mayor. He's, you know, outraged. But it was, of course, the police chief who caught everybody's attention, suggesting about 326 people have been charged with firearms offenses out on bail right now. Criminal Defense Lawyers Association said, well, you know, uh, don't go looking to the judges. They've got it about right. Well, let's find out what Brian Lilly has to say on that matter and more political columnist with the Toronto Sun who has written about this in rather uh, interesting detail. Brian, always a pleasure. Good afternoon. Oh, good to speak to you, John. And yeah, just uh, getting back from a couple of news conferences, competing ones with the province and feds, uh, which is weird. They're partnering with the city on this and also fighting amongst each other at the same time. So... A lot going on on this file, but I have to laugh at the Criminal Defense Lawyers Association saying that, uh, well, I don't know why people are saying that this has anything to do with the 326 people out on bail on gun charges, when the uh, fact of the matter is, you know, my colleague Sam Pisano in The Sun was able to just in one case detail three different people that are past convicts out on gun bail charges committing more crimes involving guns. Yeah, That's he, just one case. Well, he also cites where one guy was uh, freed on bail with his mentally ill brother as a surety. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, that does not make sense to any person that's looking at the facts objectively. But look, criminal defense lawyers, God bless them. I hope I never need one. But they're there for when you need them, and they have a particular agenda. I just happen to think that when you've got that many people, when you talk to police forces across the country, as I do, not just here in Toronto, but every major urban center that's dealing with this, and you ask them about the revolving door, they sound just like Police Chief Mark Saunders last week, who was absolutely frustrated. He talked about the frustration of his officers who pick guys up they arrest them, and by the time they start the next shift, he says, buddy's back out on the street. Or the people in the communities that come forward with information, and then, well, they help get someone arrested, and the next thing, they're back in the neighborhood causing trouble again. Again with Brian Lilly from the Toronto Sun. You've written recently about how this may be a defining issue, or certainly one of the uh, predominant issues in the upcoming election campaign, where the Liberals believe perhaps they're... Uh, angling towards a gun ban that's sort of been intimated for a while now and bill blair on that and uh, so on but then you've got the conservatives in response who think that that's just virtue signaling uh, andrew Shear has a different approach what is that uh his approach is probably the tougher sell because emotionally people will some people will react a lot of people will react and say oh gun ban that'll work and not realizing that the criminals won't turn in their illegal guns and they're already violating six other laws. Andrew Shear says, look, let's crack down on the bail thing. Let's crack, let's stop automatic bail for uh, gang members that are committing violent crimes. Uh, let's name gangs as organized crime groups within the criminal code so that prosecutors don't have to prove each and every time that they're part of a criminal organization. Doing that would actually make it easier to lock them away for a longer period of time. And, you know, I, I think there's some merit to that. Is his solution perfect? No, there, there's not going to be any plan that is perfect and, and none that will uh, accomplish absolutely everything. But if we have a gun crime problem, I think you have to look at the crime side. And instead, with the federal liberals right now, they primarily 
want to look at the the gun side. I mean, there's a news release that went out, uh, let's see, about an hour and a half ago from the city. And it's about all three levels of government funding Toronto police to tackle gun violence and keep communities safe. And it's, uh, I believe the total is about $5 million uh, coming from different pockets. And, you know, the, the Mayor Tory is quoted in the statement saying that these additional resources for our Toronto Police Service will fund an even more intensive focus on those responsible for inflicting gun violence on our neighbourhoods. Uh, the province uh, is quoted as saying that this will uh, help fight guns and gangs and immediately put directed, uh, be directed to put boots on the ground. And then Bill Blair for the feds is quoted about... Um, this will address social and economic issues like housing and employment to create opportunities for young Canadians. Hmm. He's literally going the hug-a-thug route. Mm. Again with uh, Brian Lilly from The Sun. So, you know, the idea that uh, Andrew Shear's plan, A Safer Canada, is uh, going to implement mandatory minimums for violent gang crime, you write. I'm wondering, is that going to pl- uh, fly uh, constitutionally? Because didn't Stephen Harper try to introduce the mandatory gun minimums and that was defeated uh, again at the Supreme Court level? Yeah, it, it will really depend on how it's written uh, because we have a ton of mandatory minimums on the books and there were many of them before the Harper Conservatives ever got elected and quite frankly became addicted to them and I think overused them. Uh, they were trying to use that as the band-aid for everything. Uh, and other mandatory minimums have survived. I think the Supreme Court decision that struck down the mandatory minimums on uh, possession of firearms, uh, illegal possession of firearms, I think that was a horribly written decision. I think it was bad law, but we have to live with it. So any government that wants to craft mandatory minimums needs to keep in mind what the court said in that and go forward from that point. So it's not that it can't be done. It's just got to be done in a way that will meet with what the court laid out in, uh, I believe it was the Nur case. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how people, the the public responds to what's on offer from the various parties, primarily the Liberals versus the Conservatives, on the gun ban versus, you know, uh, bail being uh, in the Conservative crosshairs here, figuratively speaking, obviously, that uh, they want to cut down on that. Uh, and as you pointed out, and Sam Pizzato too, your colleague at The Sun, 300, and this is what the uh, police chief was saying, 326 of these individuals on gun-related crimes have been out on bail, and that's just uh, that's an attention-grabber, if any. I've got to ask you, Brian, now, uh, you know, you're following the, um, I guess, the political beat even during the summer months when a lot of this stuff is being cobbled together. I mean, we're 70, 70 days or so away from the federal election. Uh, the gun thing may be one of those issues uh, that will be predominant. Is there going to be a defining ballot question, though, rounding into focus as you see it? Uh, you know, the, the Conservatives want it to be affordability. They want it to be the cost of living. I don't know that they've made that case yet. Uh, the Liberals made clear again today, the Prime Minister was at a, a clinic in Parkdale High Park riding with uh, the local uh, MP there, and he's trying to make it all about Doug Ford. He was talking about how Doug Ford cut legal aid, and Doug Ford's cutting this, and Doug Ford's cutting that. We can't afford another uh, conservative. And then he announced that he's, he's spending another $20 million in Ontario in legal aid. Well, if you look at the Auditor General's report, that was money that the feds owed the province anyway for the immigration and refugee cases. Uh, so, But it doesn't matter. He's campaigning against Doug Ford because he knows in, in the areas that he wants to win and needs to win in Ontario, 
he can make the premier unpopular or the premier already is unpopular. So he doesn't need to win everywhere. He just needs to win in the places that he figures he can pull together enough liberals, new Democrats and Greens to back him uh, by running against the premier. So at this point, that's what I think the liberals are actually running on is Doug Ford and Andrew Scheer is running on, hey, the liberals have made your life more expensive. I'll make it more affordable. Well, that's interesting. So what you're saying is the liberals can't run successfully on their record. So far, they're not. And I was, I was talking with other media there and saying, like, where, what are they running on other than this? And, you know, folks are scratching their heads saying, like, at some point you're going to have a, a positive message, right? But, you know, look, they can tweet about their positive message. And, and I know people tell me, oh, they tweet about it all the time. Real people aren't on Twitter. Normal people aren't getting their political news from Twitter. They're listening to you on the radio. They're reading me in the paper. They're talking to their friends and neighbors. They're watching the night, nightly news. Uh, they're not out there obsessed with politics on Twitter. And when Justin Trudeau gets in front of a mic, he doesn't talk about the great things he's done or wants to do. He talks about Doug Ford is awful and evil, and if you elect Andrew Scheer, we're going to get more of this. And that's a message that will resonate with some, I suppose, and uh, so far that's the most I've seen from the PM. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of folks uh, are not even mired in politics during the dog days of summer, so uh, it may all be premature, but with 70 days to go right after uh, Labor Day, I'm thinking this thing is going to ramp up and we'll have more answers as far as that's concerned. Brian, it's always a pleasure to have you weigh in, and we'll look forward to doing it again real soon. All right. Thanks, John. You got a Brian Lilly, political columnist with the Toronto Sun. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.